you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. That's the name of tonight's Ask with Forum. We're here with Kaya Henderson, the Chancellor of the District of Columbia Public Schools. Kaya, welcome to Harvard. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here, Matt. Kaya, I think a lot of people may have broad brushstroke knowledge of the D.C. school sort of history. Uh, and I'm curious if you can just kind of give us a little perspective of where D.C. schools were when you, when you came into your position as chancellor. Sure. Well, I'll actually go a little before that. When I came in as deputy chancellor in 2007, D.C. public schools was one of the lowest performing school districts in the country. It had seen um, declines in enrollment over decades. Um, families had lost confidence in the school system. We had a burgeoning charter school movement, which was clearly positioned as an alternative to the traditional public schools. Uh, we had an educator force that was um, challenged, uh, under-resourced. Um, it was a district in need of significant change. But in 2007, um, the school district came under mayoral control, and you had a city that was really crying out for something different to happen. Fast forward eight years, and uh, we're now the fastest improving urban school district in the country. Uh, we've seen five, con four consecutive years of enrollment growth, um, growing enrollment by 10% in the last five years alone. Um, on the National Assessment of Educational Progress, um, we have improved and grown more than any other school district in the country. Um, and teacher satisfaction is up, teacher retention is up, student satisfaction is up, our graduation rates are up. By all indicators, DCPS is on the right track. All right, now I gotta ask the question, what's the secret sauce? And I know that's a question that often people, what's the gold or the silver bullet, the secret sauce, all these things, and I know there probably isn't just one. Absolutely. But, but what are some of the things that you've found as chancellor that have worked really well for your district? So I think internally, our theory of change is that you have to have the highest caliber educators in your schools, teachers, uh, aides, support staff, and principals. You have to have a rigorous academic curriculum, and we have taken a lot of time to really um, raise the bar on what we teach our young people. Um, you have to engage families and motivate students. And so we've been working on those three dimensions. Um, but it also takes to turn around a low-performing school district a lot of things outside of the school district. And so we've seen tremendous political will on the part of three mayors who have continued to prioritize education um, as uh, a strategy for city improvement. We've seen resources that have been poured into and invested in improving education in the city. Uh, we have seen a council that has been willing to enact policy changes that would help us do our work well. We've seen a community and a constituency that has gone from um, really just ignoring DCPS because they didn't think that we could ever deliver to demanding new and better things for kids. And so it's been the complex, I think, cocktail of an organization getting better at teaching and learning and a community, a city, that has really aligned itself to support that work. Uh, you mentioned the family engagement piece. I think a lot of people... Um, want to know a little bit more about what family, community engagement, parent engagement actually, what does that look like in the day-to-day? -day? How, how does a, a school or a district or a community, uh, you know, really apply the principles of parent and family engagement so that the schools and the children do grow in their outcomes? So it starts with the belief that our families and our communities uh, are assets, are valuable partners, and can help us do our work. And that's not something that 
Uh, I, I think educators are accustomed to thinking. But in fact, all of the research shows that when families are engaged and when communities are engaged, you get better results for students, better and more lasting results for students. Um, <clears throat> what it looks like is it looks like teachers visiting uh, homes of their students and building relationships with parents. It looks like um, teachers and administrators helping parents understand what they can do to help their students succeed. It looks like um, report cards that uh, tell parents what they could be doing at home to support their young people. It looks like um, apps that are designed by our students that help our families access the curriculum that their young people are learning. It looks like community meetings where uh, we take difficult problems and engage our community in helping us find solutions. Um, it really is valuing the role that our families and communities can play. And I think we're, we're lucky here at the Ed School to have some really fantastic people who do that research as well. Prof Absolutely. Professor Mapp, uh, amongst others. So a little story about Ed Reform. People talk about Ed Reform, and you know, DC's certainly been under the microscope over the, the past uh, you know, decade or so. Um, give us an example of where you've seen Ed Reform work best so I think there, there's a problem with the term ed reform, and it means different things to different people. I think initially it meant, you know, we really want to figure out how to improve our schools, especially urban uh, public schools. But I think it has become reduced to a series of principles and strategies, testing and accountability, teacher evaluation, charter schools, and you know, school choice. And I think that um, what real education reform is is much more complicated than a few policy solutions that it now has been identified as. Um, I think that DC Public Schools is a great example of how you know rethinking our approach to public schools can work. I think that there are lots of other examples out there as well where we're trying different approaches to be able to ensure high quality education for all students in a particular city or jurisdiction. And the reason why I think DC public schools is a good um, is a good example is because we have many of the things that people would consider to be education reform principles. We have a robust charter sector. DCPS was one of the first in the nation to tie um, teacher evaluations to student outcomes. Um, you know, we have, um, we've done a lot around the common core. Um, and I think that those things are important, but those are not the only pieces of the puzzle. Um, people don't talk about training and professional development and what it takes to support teachers as they take on these you know, new curricula or these new standards. Um, people don't talk about the fact that um, we want to not just train our young people in English language arts and math, but that we want to speak to the whole child. And so in D.C., you know, we've um, reestablished art and music and P.E. and foreign language and library as a core part of the curriculum. Um, I think, you know, people also think that ed reformers are strident and parochial about the things that they are. And I think, you know, teacher evaluation is a great one. We were pioneers in the teacher evaluation space, but when it came time to have a new exam, the park, 
Um, we were very clear about the fact that we were going to hold off on including these new scores in our teachers' evaluations until our teachers and our students could get comfortable with the exams. And I think that that is a more reasonable approach than you would expect traditional ed reformers to take. Um, but, you know, I think we've been um, very urgent about outcomes for kids, but I think we've done the work in a way that's reasonable, that involves community, and that's not something that usually accrues to reformers, um, and is respectful of the things that we'd want for all of our young people. So in 45 minutes, you're going to be in front of a group of uh, mostly Harvard Graduate School of Education grad students, people who are here to study education and then go out into the field. Uh, what, what are you hoping that in that hour and a half that you have with them, they take away from what you have to say? What is what is advice? What's something tangible that, that you really hope gets through to them that they take with them once they leave the, the auditorium? So I think there are a couple things. The first one is there's a, you know, a narrative that districts are broken and unfixable. And 95% of our young people are in traditional district schools, so we have to figure out a way to fix them. I think DCPS is an example of the fact that that is not the case, so I'd like people to go away with that. I'd like people to go away understanding that the way you do really tough work and the way that that work is not just successful but is also sustainable is by doing it in concert with your stakeholders, your families, and your community members. And I think I would also like them to take away uh, this idea that you'll read a lot about DC public schools or you'll, you'll hear about the work that we're doing. And whatever you've heard or whatever you've read, believe that it's 10 times more complicated than you know. And so come visit and don't make assumptions, right? I think in the policy realm, it's really easy for um, graduate school students to think that they know the answer. And in this seat and in this job, um, whatever you thought you know, every single belief, thought, idea will be challenged. And good leadership means being open to that and um, working through that. So I think those are big takeaways. So we're gonna we're gonna blast out this this podcast throughout all of our social channels and, and I, I I overheard that you're pretty active on social you've got a, a, a Twitter account and you're uh, active on it sure talk about why why that's important <clears throat> to you and, and why why you're using that as a means to connect with both constituents and students absolutely I mean I am very prolific on mention your Twitter account media. too so we can pick up some tw uh, some followers so my Twitter account is at Henderson Kaya. Uh, my Facebook account is Kaya Henderson, and it's a picture with me and my president, Mr. Barack Obama. Uh, and I also have an Instagram account, Chancellor Kaya Henderson. And the reason that I'm so prolific on social media, I have almost 12,000 followers on Twitter, uh, is because it became clear to me that there is a narrative and a reputation about DCPS that is very different than what I'm experiencing every day. And I don't have to wait for newspaper people to tell my story. I can show people uh, by taking pictures of what I see every day and by sharing news about what I hear every day. I can show people a different DCPS um, because the DCPS that I lead is the hotness. We are one of the fastest or the fastest improving urban school districts in the country. And people need to touch and see and feel the amazing things that our educators and our young people are doing. Jason Henderson, you, you make me want to move down to DCPS. Come on down.
down. Oh, my come to DC and do the work with us. Thank you so much for being on the EdCast today. Thank you. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.